0: This is your close personal friend, Lou Brutus, rock and roll, rack on tour, and you are listening to The
1: Night Nerd. Not to be confused with Darren McGavin and The Night Stalker, which is something completely different, but if you're really a nerd, you'll check it out because it was awesome TV back in the 1970s. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, and we have a very special show for you today. I had the utmost pleasure of sitting down and talking with John Inyo, the director of Rheatron's Dark Highway and a whole slew of other amazing, amazing music videos. Um, at the end of the show, we'll go over where you can check out his work and everything, and it was it was a whole lot of fun. We talked about music. We talked about movies. Uh, what's cool what's not cool uh he's way way cooler than i am just i mean that goes without saying but it was a lot of fun and i hope you all enjoy it too i i just had a blast i loved it and yeah hopefully i don't geek out too much all right i'm here with john you today uh how are you doing today doing fine how are you doing great you are a music video director um, which uh, you're your creator of all kinds. I was creeping on your IMDb yesterday and looking at all the different credits you have and uh, somebody who wears many hats. And I, I think that's really cool. You know, instead of having people who settle for, oh, I'm just a writer or just a director or just a choreographer or just this, you're the whole package. Um, kind of, how did you fall into that? Like, when did you start? What's your origin story, as they say?
0: Um, well, I uh, I started in high school actually, and um, I funny enough, I used to be like a painter and that's kind of thing. And um, for some reason, I just decided to transition into uh, a film role um, in the high school. I was going to an arts high school uh, called Orange County High School of the Arts in California, and uh, we uh, I, I just. It was a great fit. So I started um, making short films in high school, um, directing them and doing all these other things. Um, and then for some reason, I went to college for uh, video game design. <laughs> so I, uh, I have all these um, weird techie backgrounds. I used to like make my own computers and do all these things. And um, sort of on that art slash video slash nerd journey, I went through all these different uh, professions and I kind of just like what whatever was offered to me and I tried everything out at least once. And I think that was kind of my philosophy was um, I want to see how everything works. And so at least if I know I'm leading the team, I know what I'm talking about. And uh, yeah, so I've I've done quite a few different things and worn quite
1: a few different hats, as you say. Yeah, that's cool because being able to look at it Um, Like you said, not only from every angle, as far as knowing everybody's job and role, but also that creative and analytical standpoint too, you know, I'm sure that helps because if you're trying to frame a shot, you know, your painter background, like, okay, I know happy little trees on this side and a little path on this side, but then also from the technical side, you know, you understand how that camera needs to work and how it needs to shoot and everything. I, I've watched, I marathoned all your music videos yesterday and everything, and it, which thank you. I, ha- I added so many songs in my playlist of stuff that I that's hadn't cool. heard before, so. But do you think that that gives you an advantage over other, you, you know, just strictly one or the other, you know, people who are just the art side or people who are just the technical side?
0: You know, that's a good question. I'm, I'm not sure um, advantage in what way, I don't know. Um, you know this year i'm going to focus more on making shorts again and um i think that i think that um from my background i think that will definitely help a lot um especially since with lower budget things a couple of the music videos i did this year um during quarantine and that kind of stuff i had to pick up a lot of the roles myself so i edited i did my own vfx i did my own um uh you know cinematography I did I did a lot of things by myself and only way I was able to do that is because I had that background and I think that that gives me an advantage so if I want to just make something I can whereas usually with film it takes like 30 people to make anything um yeah. which is difficult
1: <laughs> yeah and, and expensive you know you, especially expensive, if you're yeah. doing your own stuff having to find somebody make sure they're good hire them this You know you just sacrifice a few days of sleep and you can do it all yourself it's a lot yeah (laughs) so um talking about your music videos and short films one thing i i really appreciated because personally i'm a music video person i i was grew up in the 80s and 90s back when mtv was mtv and you know you had the (laughs) the channel 48 or 52 over air that played music videos you know at midnight and stuff um One of the things I really liked about your music videos is they are short films. You know, they tell a story, not only do they facilitate the music, you know, which I guess is kind of priority one in music video, but, uh, they tell a story, you know, you can watch them muted, which is weird to say about a music video, but you can watch your videos muted and see everything kind of unfold and unwind. Um, is that transferring to your short films? Like, is that kind of like, okay, I'm, I want to do short films, so I'm gonna do this art form, this long art form, uh, methodic art form almost in everything that I do. Honestly, that's a huge compliment. Um, saying that you can
0: uh, watch my music videos muted, I think that's an enormous compliment. Um, that's something that um, I think a lot of filmmakers strive for, uh, You know, having the visuals um, speak for themselves. And actually in, the, in film schools, one of the first exercises you do is making silent films for that reason. Um, So I really appreciate that. Um, But yeah, I I think that it is a really good way to transition into short films um, or, or maybe that's my short film background coming out because whenever I do make a music video, I am always thinking about the story and, and more, more importantly about the characters. And it's like, so, you know, if I have a character and they're singing about this and I try to get inside of the head of the artist, it's like, what are they singing about? What is their journey? What is their character's journey? If it's not even about them, you know what I mean? And so then I try to kind of craft a story around that. And I think that a lot of music videos don't do that today. It's more about like, you know, what cool like place we put them in and like cool lights, um,
1: which I love also, but it's, uh, it's not really my thing, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I. I'm glad you mentioned silent films because I'm a huge silent film buff, and oh, wow, cool. um, I'm a huge animation buff. And I think that's something with music videos. You know, that's how animation got famous was they were the first music videos. You know, the studios had, hey, here's our song, uh, "Old Jim Dandy" or whatever. Walt Disney makes something to that, and that's how the cartoons got you know, real famous. And I, like you said, I think music videos have come and gone, um, not only in popularity but in artistry. And I wanted to ask, with YouTube and specifically like Vivo and things like that, do you think we're slowly getting back to that like late 80s, early 90s music video hype level? Because um, I know, like you said, there's still a lot that have flashy lights in a big car and that, that's it. There's no sustenance to them. But do you think with the Internet, um, the Internet has given a voice to musicians to get out there more, do you think it's giving a voice to music videos to come back and tell stories?
0: Well, you know, I'm a huge fan of the music videos of the 80s and 90s also, but, you know, back then you were spending a million dollars on your music videos, you know? So to answer your question, I think that we probably wouldn't be talking here unless the internet was kind of doing its thing. Um, I'm fortunate to have like come up right when it's been possible for you to make a music video for under like you know, half a million. So um, yeah, I think that YouTube is really helping with that. And then also it, it's it's a fine line to walk because a lot of times people can pick up their iPhone and film something and say, oh, hey, I made a cool music video, which, you know, is probably true. If the song's good, it's going to do well anyway. doesn't matter. Um, but if, uh, you know, there's no artistry involved, it's like, it kind of hurts the craft a little bit. Um, and so to answer your question, I think that a lot of, a lot of, uh, things in film and music videos have trends. And one of those things is, uh, well, there's tons of trends. They're all trends. And, uh, a few years ago, it was more, uh, story-based and, and I, and the trends that I'm seeing right now are very like effects based. And I think a lot of people are shooting on film now. I'd love to shoot one on film, uh, this year. Uh, just because it's uh it 's possible again like you couldn't shoot on film that 's interesting too you couldn't shoot on film ten years ago you just couldn 't do it um, and now everybody's doing it <laughs> it 's crazy how that happened
1: Yeah. The, you know what 's old is new and what 's new is old and exactly exactly yeah, there's there something to be said about film uh, you know if something is shot on film it just it 's like vinyl to me you know you can hear it, you can see it, you can feel. The difference in what it is uh, and I, I tell you I think like iPhone videos you know for high schoolers people starting out no budget cool yeah you know get get your feet in the door do something like that but um, yeah I I get kind of angry when you see these big big label names and they're like my music video was shot on an iPhone well okay you know it's I, not to not to knock that skill level and stuff I mean I, I couldn't do it but you know, like you said, there's something to be said for the artistry. In, you in know, the there's, there's some great filmmakers
0: that have done iPhone videos um, and uh, they've made great videos. And honestly, it's just a tool. So if you have a, if you like the scene and it looks beautiful and you have great production design and then you film it on an iPhone, it's still going to look good. Um, you know, it's all about the craft and who you have working with you and your attention to detail and that all that
1: stuff. Well, when it comes to looking at, uh, details because I'm sure you know you you watch stuff you appreciate stuff that everybody does what were some of your influences are in, or still are both in music videos and just in film in general
0: uh great question I um I love I love the work of Paul Thomas Anderson um I love the work of uh uh Benoit Debbie uh, the DP uh, uh I love the work of uh Nicholas Wining Refn. Um, a lot of films. Um, I think films mostly influence me. Whenever I start work on a music video, I um, I have a folder of images of from films, my favorite films, and I kind of use that to inspire myself. And then I go into like a trance or whatever and think of my own images and and kind of try to craft my style that way. Um, I've been watching a lot of old French films lately, which sounds so cliche, but. Uh, I never really got into that until recently. And um, I think part of a few of my music videos this year have sort of taken on more of that uh, new wave style a little bit more. Um, With uh, the music video I did to Dark Highway last year, um, uh, it was so influenced by the eighties and and technology and um, Jeff and I, the artists, we just had so much fun um, thinking of all our favorite references about um, tech and uh and um sci-fi <laughs> you know um so you know like back to the future and uh alien and
1: uh i mean I have a <laughs> right here. Um, you know all that kind of stuff uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought up dark highway there's i was watching the behind the scenes for mm-hmm. that um, which i'm i still buy movies physically because i want to watch the behind the scenes i want to see the commentary i love cool. stuff like that there was a moment where they were talking about that y'all lost the shot and everybody bragged on you because you like came up with something can you tell me that story yeah um you know a lot of
0: filmmaking has to do with the environment and when you're working in a a lower budget um filmmaking where you only have one day which is like a, a music video you you slot a day and then you have to shoot that day no matter what it's not like On a film, sometimes you can say, I'm gonna shoot this day and if it doesn't work out, you can shoot three days later. Um, On a lot of music videos, it doesn't work like that. So we, um, something happened with the scheduling conflict and we missed um, uh, the light for a shot. And so we didn't have time to shoot. um, We were gonna do like a morning sequence. We didn't have time to shoot that. Um, Try to think of something that wasn't in the morning.
1: It, it uh, worked. Uh, it's a mean, yeah, great music yeah, there, video. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that in, in that improvness, you know, I, I think somebody with your background, you know, because I've seen people or heard stories, I should say, of people, something goes wrong and they only know one way to do it. So when it doesn't go that way, it's done, you know, they either they, they quit or break down or whatever. So again, that speaks to your talent of being like, okay, well, let's try this let's let's do this instead and so that's I think that's
0: the I think that's the uh, if I had to pick one thing what would enable you to be a successful filmmaker it's being able to think on your feet and change at a moment's notice because um, you know one of the things that I realized very early on even when I was just paying like assisting um, in film is that anything that can't happen will happen you know it's like it's uh, a Murphy's law you know what I mean it's like shit is going to hit the fan excuse my language but it, you know you're so you got to be ready for it and um just stay calm you know it's really good to meditate before a shoot
1: <laughs> yes imagine i, do. I uh, i've been on a few shoots and things and yeah it's just, like you said it's it's a whole show within the show just waiting to see what happens <laughs> and you're like oh well okay. flat tire here or this broke here or camera fell here and it, exactly Exactly. That's why I like the behind-the-scenes stuff—is to see all that, you know. And then you get stuff like a, uh, Terry Gilliam's Don Quixote film, you know, that never, The Man from La Mancha, because it just, literally, things kept falling apart. So they just One never made the documentaries. Apart. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> talking about like French anyway, I, I'm a fan too, you know. Uh, the, and I actually just watched the documentary. It's on Prime. I recommended the Truffaut and Hitchcock, where it's just like days and days of hitchcock interviews from french filmmakers and it's it's amazing but with that you know your appreciation for older things um is there a time you know if your short films is there a certain time period that you would like to work in you know like make a movie set in the 20s or 30s or 60s or something like that
0: you know it's funny i was thinking about this the other day Um, i'm writing my first feature right now and um it's set in the set in the uh early 2000s and I think it's just because that's like when I was a kid you know what I mean so that's my nostalgic time um yeah early 2000s like late 90s that kind of thing that kind of like really weird like what even was going on in the world at that time it's such a weird time but it's such itself and uh yeah I want to make films
1: um around that time period for sure right yeah I mean when the Spice Girls made a movie and it was like the number one movie in America for a while, that, that tells you what was going on in yeah, the late that, 90s. Like, so everybody was
0: rich, girls. everybody was fine. The Spice Girls were doing their, like, what was, you know? Yeah.
1: It's, uh, and they got like Al, uh, Alan Cummings and I mean, like, they had a good cast. Yeah. That, so that's cool because that it is. It wasn't like, a bad movie, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I can't say it like holds up, holds up, but yeah. it doesn't not hold up. You know, you're like, oh, okay, that was made in. 99 or whatever. You definitely-
0: yeah, I've, been watching, I've been watching some 90s movies recently and um, I noticed that cinematography wise, it's like, this is the peak. That was like when it was, it was really, really, really good in the 90s. It's because I feel like technology has gone to the point where you have Steadicam, you have like all these um, camera control cranes and all kind of stuff, you know, the early days of those. But um, also you have these people that had um, grown up in the craft, um and shot film for their whole lives and it was all kind of a culmination right there so i think like the late 90s cinematography is just gorgeous and like every movie it's crazy even like kids movies they look so good um blowing
1: my mind a little bit i never <laughs> noticed that before but. oh no i agree because you had like all your your old heads you know people like spielberg and scorsese getting that technology and like okay now i can actually tell these stories i wanted and then you had people like Wes Anderson, Kevin Smith coming up, who, like you mentioned, they were, they were around film. They studied film their whole lives and then they're able to jump in. So you had like that nice blend of new and old and it, yeah, I, I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, So that being said, what, aside from Spice World, what was your favorite film from that time? (laughs) Uh, From the
0: nineties, you know, um, I love this movie called Space Camp. Um, And it was, um, it's, it's a completely ridiculous movie. Um, this, I don't know why this is the first thing that came to mind either. It's a kid's movie, but it has this um, incredible story about, um, about a couple of kids who are at spice camp, uh, space camp um, in the early 90s, and they were going on board the space shuttle for an engine test. And, you know, me as a kid, I always wanted to be an astronaut and that kind of stuff. So they go aboard an engine test and then this boy had made friends with like one of the space robots. It's like a a mechanic robot. And um, for some reason the the space robot thought it would be a great idea to launch his friend into space. And so they launched the kids into space and the whole movie is about them in the space shuttle being like, we're kids, we're in the space shuttle. What do we do? And um, try to get back home. And, but you know, it's like, it's an incredible film it's super high production value the effects still hold up pretty well um i think they must have shot in a real mock-up space shuttle you know that kind of stuff john williams did the score it's it's an
1: incredible movie but i, I, um, I remember the title and that, uh, with you describing it i'm i remember the film but not i need to revisit it like it's it was 91 okay nice <laughs> um back back to music videos and things because i'll sit here and i'll talk film for days but yeah uh let's take let's take dark highway uh in your process you know you said you start off with a book of uh, scenes and pictures and photos and stuff from your favorite films Mm. is this before or after you've gotten the script like kind of what's a phase one of you making that particular music video
0: well, Dark Highway is a very unique situation um, where uh, Jeff, uh, the Riotron, the the, uh, the artist came to me and my producer with um, a script he had written. Um, and he had this idea for like this kind of horror-esque um, set in the 80s film. And, um, and then I worked with him to kind of craft it into something that I thought was a little bit more visually cohesive, Um, you know? Well, I mean, his version would have been visually cohesive anyway, but my, uh, I feel like we just sort of took it into this place that, um, I don't know, when you make a music video, it's like you have the artist and you have the director, and I feel like it's really a blending of those worlds. And you kind of have to like make something that really makes sense for both of you. And um, so anyway, the process for that was Jeff came with this great script. And then um, I had these images in my mind of these things that I wanted to do. And I thought of ways to kind of incorporate those. And I was lucky because the artists and I really had very similar views on what we wanted to see and very similar themes and um, things that spoke to us, you know, like the sci-fi, the real, the religious uh, iconography and, um, themes of like, you know, redemption and renewal and, um, some really, some really great stuff, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, those images and that kind of thing come into play sort of in the middle of the process, I guess, once you sort of know what you're doing, um, the images inform how it looks and then you actually build a document and send that to everybody else on the crew. So everybody kind of knows what's going on. I think directing is like, uh, 75% 75% communication or even more. It's just kind of communicating what we're doing and getting everybody on the same page. Because, you know, with a, with a film like Dark Highway, I have, I don't know, there must've been like 60 people on that crew. So they're all at the top of their craft. Um, and so it's really helpful to just be able to communicate exactly what you want and um,
1: kind of let them do their thing and then guide them the rest of the way. So when you're doing that, you know, another big part of the music video is that that dance scene with all the dancers and choreographers. So you have a choreographer director to uh, or coordinator. I don't Mm -hmm. I don't know the technical term, but okay. Uh, And so that's so at that point, does your your circle expand from the two to the three? Like, depending on the scene, are you having to kind of switch out who's helping or do you just keep growing and growing?
0: Yeah, no. um, So. When you're in pre-production, um, it starts with you and the artist and the producer, you know, and then you bring on your rest of your team. And so after we got, um, we call it awarded the video when when they say, okay, we're going to make this video with you. Um, we uh, I hire all my other people. So you know, I hired Haley Roderick, the uh, the the uh, uh, choreographer. Um, she's fantastic uh, Bryant Jansen, the, um, cinematographer, um, you know, so some of the key people we all hire, and then those people will hire their people. And then those people will hire their people, you know, as many assistants as everyone has. And, um, um, you start off with your keys is what they're called. And, uh, those people all are informed of exactly what's going on, um, for pretty much the whole thing. And then when you get down to a scene, like the dancing, the dancers know about the dancing, you know? And um, all of Brian's people, um, who are doing the lighting and who are doing the, uh, the setting up the, the stands and that kind of stuff, they know what they're supposed to do for that scene. But the keys really have the big picture with me. Um, so
1: that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I know a lot of people. There's the the standard or whatever, you know, the by the book version. But I know everybody kind of puts their own spin on it, or they do things. How they what works best for them, and that that's really cool. Uh, hearing how you know you, you got your people in, and they got their people in, and it yeah. always helps to know who you're working with. And I guess that's probably another advantage of um, short films, smaller projects is you have a little more control uh, versus like a a big studio thing. Uh, are, are music videos the same with like you know if you were to be to direct a Beyonce music video or something. Uh, how is that aside from, you know, obvious dollar bills difference, uh, is there more interference from, or not interference so that we, we're not making anybody upset, but more creative input from the higher ups on bigger projects like that. would be a lot of input. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, don't want to say. interference. <laughs> I
0: was very lucky to work with, uh, with Jeff on this picture, uh, on this uh, music video, because, um we were so closely aligned and there was never a point and that i remember where it was like i was like damn it we can't do it this way this is gonna suck you know what i mean i've never i never felt that way we are always really on the same page um and and again i think that just speaks to like his creativity and like what um our influences were very similar you know what i mean so it it was really nice if i was shooting a beyonce video i'd love to uh, I, I think that there would be a lot more people uh, having opinions and that kind of stuff. And uh, I hope that when that day comes for me that I will
1: uh, know how to navigate that very well. And I think I will. <laughs> right here first, in the direct to Beyonce video. Right. Sooner than later. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I works. would love to hear. <laughs> She's great. Uh, who who else would you like to work with, both living or not living, if you could direct any talent um who were like some of the top of that list
0: um rose you know um i'm obsessed with them the icelandic band um i uh, i really love mgmt um tame impala blow my mind apart um you know i, I like a lot of contemporary music uh, which is not cool but um i love like <laughs> current current music so much um I just think that uh, sonically, it's it's really interesting to me. Um, I've been listening a lot to electronic music lately, also, which I've never done an electronic video, really. But um, I would love to do one. Um, I just did my first country video too. I'm kind of branching out into uh, different things. But uh, yeah, I think an electronic video. This band Weevil. Um, I think they're out of out of Berlin or they're out of Germany, Uh, fantastic. Um, It's like they make electronic sounds, but it's all using real instruments mostly.
1: Uh, Really cool stuff, uh, if you're into that at all. Anyway. I'm a fan of music, like my playlist goes from Frank Sinatra to Eminem to Garth Brooks to, you know, everything. I would love to make a Frank Sinatra video. (laughs) I wouldn't have to do anything, you know, I just point the
0: camera at him. Because, you know, people from that time are such performers. It's just, it's just, uh, you know, they didn't have anything. So it was just like, he just has to, like, do this, you know, with a drink in his hand, and that's yeah. it. They uh, just had that uh, cool,
1: coolness. Just, just, just cool guys. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I mean, you're right, though, because back then, you, you had to sing and dance and act and write. Yeah. Everything to be famous. Now, you just... Film yourself eating pizza on YouTube and you can be famous. You know, it's it's easier to be famous now. But uh, yeah, (laughs) Um, that's awesome. So one couple of final questions. One of my favorite things that doesn't happen very often, and actually Frank Sinatra did it on uh, one of those last albums he did in the 80s, is the the opera or the story. You know, there's different names for it, where it's a whole cohesive album wow yeah and uh you know like green day with american idiot uh, and stuff uh rock opera they called theirs a rock opera but do you prefer that long form uh, especially both musically and music video artistically uh or do you like the the one-offs it's
0: a great question um i think it depends on the project if i'm in love with the album um i would like nothing more than to do an entire Album of, you know what I mean. Um, speaking of Beyonce, you know, like hers, uh, that she, she that she did, um, you know, making. it, um, Have you seen Paul Thomas Anderson did uh, Anima for from Tom York on um, on Netflix? I think is is on it in the U.S. But it's it's this fantastic. Um, it's the whole EP, just an EP, but. Um, it's a whole EP in one video. And, uh, I literally can't watch it without weeping a little bit. (laughs) So, I mean, it, it, but that kind of thing, when you have long form, I really think you can build emotions and take it places that you couldn't, um, in just like a shorter amount of time. Then again, if you have just like a really funny, cute idea and you just want to make a two minute thing, that's fun. And it's great. And I can only, I only have to spend like Three weeks on it, and then I'm done. You know what I mean? So it just really depends on what it is. Um, I think I think if you spent uh, if you had like a 20 minute film that you were making, it, it would take you six months to make. I mean, it would take me six months to make. Uh,
1: spinning off know. of that, <laughs> I bet you I bet you could do it in four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> spinning off of that, the challenge of telling that complete story in two and a half three and a half minutes um, you know finding the beats and what works and what doesn't how how nerve-wracking is that you know because I'm, I'm sure there's been times you're like oh this is really cool but i only have three minutes so you know i feel like the amount of scenes you must have to cut even though you start smaller your ideas have to be so streamlined um and like you said mentioned the silent film storytelling it's so efficient storytelling but what are some of the challenges there about getting your full vision versus coming in under time it's a huge challenge
0: um finding your vision in 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 three minutes is extremely tough um and thankfully I, hopefully the song um usually pop songs especially you know it's like it's like first chorus first chorus you know uh bridge chorus you know if you I always structure my videos that way. So it's like, I have all those beats and I'm like, okay, what's happening during the bridge? Which I know a lot of uh, musicians struggle with also, uh, but it's it's always kind of like, okay, the bridge is the turning point, right? So what are we doing during the bridge? Um, and uh, But it's difficult. It's You want to be able to tell a story. Um, it's, it's like thinking of acts in verses, you know? And and that's, that's what I try to do. I'm thankful that I, that I'm a, I'm a pretty good editor myself. And so I I kind of think of it edited when I'm thinking of a music video. So thankfully, I don't usually have to cut scenes or anything like that. I usually just think this scene is going to have to take 30 seconds and that's all we'll do. And then we'll go to the next scene, you know, and a lot of that comes with experience too. I used to not do that in my very early videos. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. And so I would just,
1: you know, have to, uh, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it sounds well, like now. you're almost working backwards at that point. Like, you know, like I yeah. said, Hey, I know I have 30 seconds. What mm. can I put instead of saying, how do I trim this to 30 seconds? Mm. You, you can, uh, so is that something you do sometimes too, like just work backwards
0: or? Sure. I mean, it just depends. Um, sometimes, you know, a lot, of, another big part of filmmaking is finding the magic I like to say. So if you're shooting something and, um, it's the greatest thing you've ever seen. And you had no idea it was going to be that good. I'm going to shoot more of it. you know. <laughs> so, so a lot of it is, is again, like making those split second decisions, like, wow, this is really cool. This is going to be the meat of the video. Um, and sometimes I realize that as I'm shooting it. And so, uh, you know, um, and sometimes it doesn't work at all. So you're like, I don't really need that. <laughs> Just depends.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that goes back to, your adaptation that we talked about earlier you know just being able to pivot like okay well let's do this let's do that yes no and that it's what makes a great filmmaker and that, that's awesome thank so, you yeah so since we are the night nerd we are a nerd podcast I, I have to ask what kind of music do you think like superheroes listen to like when either specific superheroes or in general you know if you have a favorite superhero what's their favorite track like superheroes listen to dubstep you know what i mean
0: (laughs) it's kind of like the boys they're like beating people up and listening to dubstep in their head um or like in their headphones just to like kind of amp them up you know (laughs) um uh i was always really interested in in like the watchmen like the anti-superheroes uh which i think are really interesting um and who knows what they listen to they probably are, are are more emotional creatures haunted by their demons uh which is what's interesting to me. Um, But uh, yeah, I I love the thought of superheroes just listening to dubstep, like amped on their own, uh, adrenaline. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love how, you know, Captain America is very like cinematic, like like, we're doing it. But like, in reality,
1: he's probably got his headphones on. He's like, I'm gonna kill these Nazis. Now I want you to make the Captain America like short film. Like if they're you, you know where they that. always put their headphones in and the music switches so you can be like that big epic, you know, Star Spangled Banner and then it's like <laughs> <laughs> Star Spangled Banner over and over. That's so funny. <laughs> but that that's cool. Well, um wait, if people want to check out your work and mm. they, they do I brought, like if you're listening to this, it's it's awesome. I I spent hours yesterday internet creeping like they're watching all your videos and everything where where can they find you out there
0: uh you can see my instagram it's uh at john ennio g-i-a-n-e-n-n-i-o or john i have um a lot of not all not all but a lot of my music videos on john ennio.com um it'd be great for you guys to check it out thank you for having me
1: um, oh thank you i you have a youtube there there's a youtube under your name that has one video uh is that you it, it's hard it's yeah uh i i i told you i like deep though on the internet it's these two guys one's beatboxing one's kind of rapping and bouncing a giant red ball and it has your picture on the profile so just a heads up you may that must, that must be me <laughs> um <laughs> I'm like eight or like 10 or 11 years ago i, I don't know but You know, I don't really use YouTube as a
0: platform, so I'm assuming that is me, and it might be something that I uploaded from my phone and then you
1: uh, internet detected and found. Well, I'm doing this from my history after this, buddy. (laughs) Don't look for him on YouTube. Look for him on Instagram and on the website. On the website. (laughs) You know, I've been trying to move away from uh,
0: platforms owned by other people. I love to have like everything on my website. You know what I mean? I think that's cool. And I think that's probably where everybody's headed eventually. But, um, well
1: you just run into uh you know, if you're on somebody else's platform, one, if they don't like what you have, yeah. and, or two, then you get in the copyright, you know, oh well you're on Disney's platform, so you can't have Warner Brother content or vice versa, you know, things like that. But if it's all under your own house, your own roof, it it makes it a lot nicer. And it is your website is super fun. Like I just like I said, I sat there and just Thank you so much. Yeah, so appreciate that. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, when you start doing short, you know your next project, short films, we'd love to talk to you. The, like I said, commentary, behind the scenes, everything like that. Uh, awesome. But thank you so much for doing this, and uh, good luck in 2021. Thanks for having me, Lance. All right, there you have it. That was me and yo hanging out talking. Um, and that's just what made it on air. <laughs> we talked about like internet in the middle of nowhere places and satellite programs and just so so many awesome things. Um I, I can't wait to see what's next. You know, the, the films, the short films, music videos, the the guy is booked and busy and can do everything. It's so so awesome. Um so I wanna thank Jordan Neo for being on the show. I wanna thank Earshot Media for setting it up. It was it was an honor and it was a blast and I've I've listened to Dark Highway so many times now because of, because of this. So it's, it's awesome. Go check out everything. Um, if you want to follow me anywhere out there, I'm on all social media at The Night Nerd, except on Twitch where I'm Night Nerd Podcast. You can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.